Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 262 and session number 79 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every Friday. And uh, yeah, I have a lot of fun doing it. So if you're listening to this on a Friday, hopefully uh, you're ready for the weekend or you're ready to go out there and be a weekend warrior and uh, really go out there and uh, and just really attack your business or your goals for the weekend. It's funny because when I was in the construction business years ago, we used to call the guys that used to get their projects done on the weekend, we used to call them weekend warriors. That's kind of where I got that from. So it was kind of like, you know, you'd have like a guy that worked his nine to five, but then, you know, on the weekends, he'd want up, you know, put his deck on his house with his buddy, and, or maybe they'd want to paint the, the, the you know, the, the living room or whatever. So we call them weekend warriors. And, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, weekend warriors were kind of trying to do something they shouldn't have been doing because, you know, they watched a TV show or uh, maybe they did know something and they just had the time to do it on the weekend. So you can be a weekend warrior as far as getting stuff done in your business. All right. So, uh, Hey, little side note there for you. Go ahead and be a weekend warrior. Nothing wrong with that. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's first off talk a little bit about a couple of things that are happening and a few things that I want to let you guys know of. You guys may or may not have heard me talk about the event that we're having in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. That is, it's going to be a live event. It's going to be limited spots. We're doing. Two days. We're doing day one is going to be called TAS Breakthrough Live. It's basically, that's the name of the event, but that's the day one. That's kind of where this whole thing originated from, the one that we did in Denver. We're going to have 10 people in the hot seat, so 30-minute uh, sessions for 10 hot seats for the entire day. We'll take breaks, obviously, uh, but there's going to be 20 other people attending as well, and this is great because it allows us to get into a room together and really dissect these people's issues as far as like their breakthrough moments. And a lot of times the other people that are sitting in the room, they're either having similar struggles or have already been there. And then things come up in their business. So everyone gets to break through. All right. Everyone gets to, to really connect with other people that might be going through similar things and then break through that one thing or two things that they're struggling with to bring themselves to the next level. So that's what that, that's what's really cool about this event. It's called TAS Breakthrough Live. That's day one. Day two is something new that we're doing, and this is something that we're going to be focusing on with just 20 uh, attendees because here we're going to be really digging deep, doing like a workshop where we're going to be taking you through how to grow your business outside of Amazon. We're talking about email marketing, email list building. We're talking about content creation. We're going to be talking about sales funnels, all of that stuff that you guys have been hearing me talk about here recently. We're going to dive in for a full day and break it down. We're actually going to map it out. We're going to take like certain situations. We're going to actually let the 20 people help us come up with ideas on how we're going to actually map out and plan out this sales funnel. And uh, we're going to build a few of them, not just one. So this way here, you understand exactly how you come up with things that can attract your customer, but then can lead your customer down the path to eventually purchasing and also giving them value. Um, and really, if you want to build your business outside of Amazon, you definitely need to understand building sales funnels, email list building, email capture, all of that. And that's what we're going to be talking about on day two. So I'm really, really excited 
about that. Now, this is going to be held in Phoenix, Arizona this time, and it's going to be November 5th and 6th. That's this November 5th and 6th. That's 2016. Um, if you want to grab a ticket, if they're still available, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. Again, this is going to be very limited. We're only having 30 attendees on day one and 20 attendees on day two. All right. So uh, you can attend both days or you can attend just one or the other. Um, but definitely head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live and uh, you can see if there's still tickets available. Now, if there's not tickets available, still get on the wait list because if there's a cancellation or someone has a conflict, we will be reaching out to those people that register there. All right. So definitely, definitely do that. One last thing before we dive into today's questions is we do something now on Fridays. We've been doing it for the past few weeks, something we call the TAS power hour. Now you may have heard a couple of the recordings that I've put on the podcast because they've been very valuable. Well, we're doing them live on Fridays at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I mean, when you're listening to this thing right now, there might be one this uh, today, actually, uh, at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to be notified of when we do them, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash hour. Okay, and that'll be a fan page for TAS, and all you have to do is like it, and then you'll be notified of when we go live for them. Now, I threw a bunch of links at you guys. There's going to be a show notes page, of course. You guys know that, and you can find all the links by heading over to one more link, theamazingseller.com forward slash 262, and that'll make it a little bit easier for you to be able to, uh, you know, to go ahead and see all these links that I just threw at you, all right? So uh, I'm pretty fired up to get started here and uh, listen to some of these questions that you guys phoned in, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my best to answer them, and I've actually pre-screened some of these. So uh, what do you say? Let's go ahead and listen to today's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Hey, Scott, this is DJ in South Carolina. Uh, I actually am local to you now that you've made your move, so uh, maybe we'll have to get together over a cup of coffee. Uh, Actually, I probably need to buy you a steak dinner uh, for all the value that you provided to me, but uh, maybe we'll make that happen sometime. Uh, My question today is in regarding a giveaway and a promotion on Amazon. Uh, I recently have launched a product and have been using the Review Kick uh, service for my promotional giveaway, and it's worked great. I've got some excellent reviews, uh, very, very actually highly rated um, Amazon reviewers. I think I had one that was number 49, uh, which was excellent. So very uh, happy with that service. My question, though, is in regards to the fees that Amazon charges when you give away a product for free. So it appeared that I am still essentially paying uh, a large portion of the fee to Amazon to pick and pack and ship that product, which I would expect since they are doing some work uh, to send that product out. My question really is, are there ways to minimize the fees that you have to pay to Amazon to give away a product. So obviously it's the cost of the product um, to manufacture is, is a cost of the giveaway, the cost of the giveaway service, and then also having to pay Amazon can add up pretty quickly when we're giving away uh, a number of, of items to uh, jumpstart a promotion. So just didn't know what your thoughts were, if there are ways to minimize the fees for a giveaway uh, through Amazon. If not, that's totally fine. I think it's still worth it, but just wanted to try to maximize savings as much as possible. Uh, thanks again for all you do, and I uh, hope we can meet in person sometime soon. Bye. Hey, DJ, thank you so much for the question. And also, thanks so much for the offer for that steak dinner. That sounds amazing, by the way. A little steak, 
a little baked potato maybe on the side, a little side of broccoli. Mm, I'm hungry here just thinking about that. That sounds amazing. So who knows? Maybe we'll have to make that happen. All right. So to answer your question, again, if we're having that cup of coffee, which we're not, or that steak dinner, um, this is my uh, my thoughts on this, all right? Uh, because a lot of people do think to themselves like, okay, I'm paying for the review service, okay? And then the review service and anyone else that's brand new, the review service, all we're talking about is rounding up a bunch of people that are willing to review a product on Amazon in exchange for a discount on the product. So just imagine that you walked up to a stranger and you go, hey, uh, you know, would you want to uh, review one of my products? Give me your honest feedback, your honest review. Would you be willing to do that if I give it to you at a discount? I mean, I normally sell it for 20 bucks. I'm willing to give it to you for a dollar. Is, is that cool? Would you Would you be okay with that? And then she raises her hand and says, yeah, I'd love to, right? Well, imagine that's what a review group is, or at least the, the legitimate ones are, okay? You're not paying people to leave the review. You're, you're giving them a discount, okay, to, to leave the review. And the review, you can't, you can't uh, sway them to say, leave me a five-star review, okay? So I just want to get that out of the way because there's a lot, of, a lot of confusion around that, all right? So number one is you are, you're, you're correct, okay? It is going to cost you money, usually for a review service. It doesn't have to, but it could. You know, basically, you're, you're paying for access to the group of people that raised their hand that said, I would like to review a product at a discount um, for, you know, or to get it, to get the product uh, at a discount. So this way here, I'll leave my, my review and I'll, I'll be more than happy to do that. That's that group, right? So you're, you're just paying to have access to that group. So that is going to cost you usually for a, a decent group. Uh, I think you said Review Kick. It's a great group. Um, and if you guys are interested in using that, you can always head over to my resources page. And I have that one and I have a couple other ones that are trusted um, that I believe are trusted. They're the ones that I've used before. Um, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash resources and find those there. All right. Um, so that's, you know, not, number one, you have to understand, yes, you are going to be paying usually for that service. Now there's some that are very expensive and there's some that aren't that expensive. I think review kick is a good one. Getbsr.com is a good one as well. Um, they're very reasonable. Okay. So yes, that's, that's an expense. The second expense is you're going to pay Amazon. It's pick and pack fees. And depending on how much you charge for it, you will be paying that advertising fee or the listing fee. Okay. And that's going to fluctuate. Like if you charge, you know, $12 and it normally sells for 24, you're going to pay on the 12, not going to pay on the 24 because that's really what you sold it for, but you still are going to pay the same pick and pack fees. Okay. You are going to pay that. So the FBA fees are pretty much going to be there. All right. But a lot of people, again, they go, oh, that kind of stinks because now I'm giving away my product for almost free or free. So it cost me $5 for my product and I'm paying Amazon five bucks. So it cost me $10. Uh, and then maybe the review group, maybe it cost me $20 for access, you know, to do one promo and maybe you gave out a hundred. So, I mean, that's not that expensive, but you see what I'm saying? So it might cost you a little bit more than $10 a unit in order to do this review giveaway, right? Because you're trying to get yourself established, right? Well, I always go back to if you're a brand new restaurant and no one knows that you exist, you have to go out there and advertise. You have to print up flyers. You got to pay someone to go out there and hand them out, right? Or maybe you have someone go around a parking lot and put them underneath the the, uh, the windshield wiper, or maybe you have them put a door hanger on, or maybe you put an ad in the paper, or maybe you do a billboard. There's advertising costs in any business, but we just think, 
you know, we shouldn't have to do that, right? I had so many, I have so many people that contact me and they go, Scott, I listed the product. It's great. Everything's optimized and I haven't done a promotion because I'm just going to go ahead and see what happens. And you can do that. But guess what? The chances are is it's going to be a slower go because you have to usually get yourself going. You don't have to do that. You should be doing pay-per-click then. You should be doing something to get eyeballs, right? We need eyeballs or no one can buy. It's that simple. I mean, that's marketing 101, right? We need eyeballs. And if we have eyeballs, then we have to get their attention. And that comes into your image. And that comes into your a good title, good ad copy, you know, good benefits, good features, good product, right? So all of that stuff. And I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, a little bit of a tangent, and I kind of want to because I think it's important because there's a lot of misconceptions here when it comes to getting started. Uh, you know, a lot of people are just, they, they think like, you know what? I don't want to lose that money. You're not losing that money. That money is advertising fees, okay? It's advertising fees. Think of it that way. Don't think of it like, how can I uh, get rid of that fee because I want to save money, right? It, it's one of those things, like I said, if you're a brand new restaurant or a brand new store that's selling sporting good stuff, you need to let people know you're there, okay? So I just want to get that out of the way. So yes, DJ, you are going to be spending money on this, all right? And it's just part of the process, all right? It's just part of, you should have that in your budget. If you're, if anyone out there right now is listening and they're just going to be launching their product, you should have it in the budget to give away 100 units, and let's just say that your unit cost is $5 and your, your FBA pick and pack and you know miscellaneous fees is another five. So it's going to be 10 bucks. So basically you're going to spend $10 for a hundred units. What's the math on that? Thousand bucks. Okay. That's what you got to do. Now you might only need to give 50 away. That's fine. You know, then, then it's 500 bucks, right? So just, again, I'm just trying to put it out there that most people, uh, are going to want to do a, a giveaway or a discounted uh, item because they want to go ahead and get momentum and they want to get on the map and they want to get in the algorithm of Amazon. They want to start getting reviews and all that stuff. All right. So I think I've went on long enough about that. I think you get it. I think you did. You get it, DJ. Um, but I just wanted to say um, anyone out there that's a brand new, it's part of the process. All right. And just understand that uh, you may need to give away some units in order to get started. And it usually will help get things moving quicker. All right. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, Dino from Seattle here. Hey, I love your website and podcasts. I have a question for you. I'm getting ready to launch my first product, and I'll put air quotes around that statement because I actually just purchased a business that has a well-established patented product that's currently being promoted and sold through several channels, including Amazon. There are three distributors that each have their own Amazon listings as well as their own websites. On Amazon, the only way to get this product right now is fulfilled by merchant through those three distributors. The listings that the, that those distributors have are pretty good, and the reviews are excellent. It's, it's a personal safety device. There are actually a few reviews from people who fought off attackers using the device. So the bottom line there is I don't want to lose those reviews. I don't see any reason to, to cut the distributors out, but I do have to relaunch this thing properly. And I'm, I'm going to set my product up on Amazon with a new listing and I'm going to do FBA. 
And I'm going to be using that as the main focus for growth for the company, at least initially. And then I'm going to be looking to the, the big box brick and mortar stores as a potential uh, channel in the future. But like I said, back to FBA, that's going to be my, my main focus here for the next several months, year maybe. Um, so to me, here's the crux of my question. It makes no sense to me to have three listings of my product or four listings of my product out there. So should I and can I consolidate those into one listing? And how do I do that? And is there a way to pull all of the reviews that are existing now over to my list to my, to my new listing or will I need to do a directed sample promotion to those customers that put in the good reviews to entice them into rewriting those reviews into my new listing? So thanks, Scott, for any advice you could provide. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Hey, Dino, thank you so much for the question. And this is a great question. And you have a, a really a, a great opportunity, I think. But we have a couple of sticking points here, a couple of issues that I see. I would really want more clarification because um, I, I'm, I'm going to try to give you my feedback or my advice or my thoughts. Really, it's going to be my thoughts uh, because I'm not really sure I can give you exact answers. But this is my current thought process. Number one, congratulations. You bought a business with a patented product. That's cool. All right. And you have already distribution channels in place. All right. But the one thing that you said that kind of I'm not clear on is you said you have distributors that are selling this product on Amazon and you want to be able to use some of their reviews on your listing. Well, number one, if you have a product and it's your product now because you bought the business and it's patented. All right. You're the brand. Okay. There's going to be one listing for that product because you're the brand. If you are going, if if you have a distributor that is selling that product, they're going to sell under your brand or under your listing. Example: If Hasbro has a toy, all right, and they're selling it, and I'm going to sell that same exact product, I'm not going to go create a brand new listing. I'm going to have to sell on their brand because I can't be Hasbro, right? So that's where you come up with multiple sellers or multiple, you know, people sharing the buy box. That's what we talk about. So in your case, and I know you said that you don't want to, I guess, you know, disturb, you know, your distributors. And I'm not sure how you have two or three different distributors on Amazon selling it. Uh, maybe there's something I don't know about this. And if there is, please someone contact me because I don't, I don't see how you can do this if it's the same product by the same brand, okay, it needs to be sold, okay, by that brand. Like, I cannot sell uh, a branded product that's underneath, that's, um, yeah, that's under another brand. I can't go out and create my own listing and try to compete with them. The only thing I can do is go, if it's the exact, and we're talking the exact product, though. We're talking the exact same thing, because Amazon does not want multiple SKUs of the same item on on that, uh, on their, in their, or yeah, in their catalog, if I can speak here. All right. So what they want is they want the one product. And then yes, if you're a distributor, well, then you're going to be able to sell that product through there. The problem with that is, is now you need to have some type of, uh, you know, some type of control. So this way here, you don't have people trying to undercut each other, right? Because, you know, that's going to become a problem. And then you're going to have them contacting you. And so, 
my my thoughts are that you know if you are going to sell this on Amazon, but then you're going to let distributors sell it on Amazon, it's going to be tough because you're kind of competing with the, with your distributors in in a sense. And I'm not really sure why you would want to do that. So you can contact your distributors and say, sorry, this is no longer going to be available to sell, uh, you know, that way, uh, unless they are going to buy, you know, in bulk from you and then sell it on your Amazon listing and you don't really care. Um, you know, that's, that's an option. Um, but technically, if there's a listing out there with your branded item that's been patented that is your brand now, okay, you should be able to have full control of that listing. Again, unless I'm missing something here, right? But if you're if you're the brand with that patented product and you hold the patent and you hold the brand, any listing that is selling that product with your patent, okay, is your listing in a sense, okay? Because you can prove that's mine, okay? And now because of that, no one else can really sell on that. And actually, that's in a, you're in a really good spot if that's the case because now if you ever have anybody try to jump on your listing, you can get them off. Uh, I'm assuming your brand registry, your brand registered. If not, you definitely need to do that. Um, but if those listings are live and they're your listings, they're your listings. So those reviews are going towards the brand and towards the product, not for the seller. It would be, you know, um, XYZ Wholesale would be selling your branded product. Yes, they can do that. But if they're going to sell your exact same UPC, okay, because that's what that product would be then they would be selling it on your listing, okay? Again, unless I'm totally missing something, all right? So um, just wanted to say, like, you probably want to consolidate those into one listing if you have miscellaneous ones out there because Amazon doesn't want that either, all right? So you just got to be careful with that. Now, the only thing that they could do is if they wanted to create uh, your product or take your product and then put an accessory with it and now make that its own UPC, they can do that. Okay, but they can't sell that product by itself and create a brand new listing for that same exact product. It has to go under your listing because that listing and it's their listing technically right now. But if you're the owner of the business now, now you you can take control of that listing because you're the brand and you're patented on that brand. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, again, probably need some more facts here and more data, but that's how I see it right now. Um, I would try to take over those listings myself because they're already established and I I wouldn't want to lose those reviews or that feedback. Um, So you have a little bit of an issue there, but I think that you should be okay. All right. So let me know how that works out for you too, though. I'm really, really curious. All right. Let's go ahead and listen to one more question. And this next one is going to be a little bit in depth, but I wanted to answer it because I love talking about this stuff. So let's go ahead and listen to the, the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, this is uh, Wahid from Texas. Uh, Really love what you do. Uh, Like your energy, like the content, love the Facebook group. Everything is awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for everything you do. So here's my question. My question is sort of uh, twofold. Uh, It has to do with the email list. Um, So I'm I'm a uh, a, kind of a new seller. I've been selling for a few months, uh, so I'm early in the game. Um, And the first part of the question is, what is the exact strategy or what is the exact end goal in creating this email list? Because I can see how if you're an established, you know, brand, if you have multiple, uh, you know, products in your catalog, um, and let's say you have a bunch of emails captured, let's say you have 100,000 emails captured, 
and you're selling this list of 100,000 people regular content, well, then I can see how uh, you're going to benefit from that email list, right? You're going to be able to sell more products in your catalog. Um, you're going to get your, the, you know, your brand name out there even more. Um, and so I, I can see how that you know, list would benefit you. But if you're a new seller and let's say you have a couple of products and let's say you have, you know, I don't know, 500 emails captured, um, are you really, at early, this early in the game, are you really going to benefit from, that email, from sending content to that email list? Is, is there a specific way we can benefit from that immediately or is it something that we just want to start as early as possible and starting to, you know, create that brand that, um, and, uh, you know, getting that loyalty from our customers. Because I really don't see how that, you know, just having a, a small email list uh, and having just a couple of products, I don't really see how that can uh, benefit me immediately. Um, and then I can see how, you know, maybe you want to launch a new product, you want to get reviews. Um, and, and so you have this email list of loyal customers that are going to, you know, love to get your free product and give you a review. The problem is that um, if someone has already given you a review on one of your products and they give you a review on another one of your products uh, in that same brand, they are that review is probably going to be deleted by Amazon because they see that as like a loyalty thing. So I don't really see how they, it could benefit me as far as reviews either. So just wanted to kind of get your uh, you know opinion on that. And the other thing is, so the other part of this question is, if I let's say I do want to start creating this email list, what is the best way to do it? Um, I I made a contest on Facebook where. Uh, I was, you know, giving away one of my products for free. Um, I didn't get any emails captured from that. I don't know how much money I spent on it, but I think I had like 18 people that clicked on the uh, offer. But I think as soon as they saw that they had to put their email in, they said, uh, no, no, thank you. So uh, I got like 18 clicks, but no you know, nobody actually gave me their email and nobody actually entered the contest. So what I'm thinking to do is to do the, the you know, the insert cards in my product. Um, so I just wanted to get your opinion. I, I know the contest has worked very well for other people, but I, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm not sure why it didn't work for me. I, I just wanted to see what are my other options? What's the best way you think? I know you have uh, experience in, in marketing. I wanted to see what you know, what way you think is the best to uh, start capturing those emails right away. Uh, all right. Thanks, Scott. I know. Sorry for the long question. I know it was really long, um, but I hope this benefits other people. Um, and so I would love to get your opinion and love to get your uh, answer. All right. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, Wahid. Wow, man. That's a that's a heck of a question. There's like a few questions in there, right? But you know what? I love it. I'm going to answer these. And, you know, I really wanted to answer this because I think there is a lot of confusion when it comes to email list building for your business. When should I do it? How should I do it? You know, why even like consider doing it at the early stages? I really do want to uh, address this because I'm pretty passionate about this because I know that in the long term, uh, we're all going to want this, okay? Now, the first thing that you asked, and I kind of made some notes here as I was listening through, and I'm hoping that I'm going to answer all of the 
the the major points here. Uh, but you you said like right off the bat, like what is the benefits if I just have one product? Well, the benefits are that you're building an email list. Period. Okay. Why start when you have five products when you can just start today? Whether you email them right away, right away or not, that's an asset that you're creating. Now, uh, you you did say that, well, okay, I kind of get it. If I get an email list built of my customers that maybe you advertise through Facebook, let's say, which we'll talk about that in a minute, why, why uh, you might not have been getting any conversions on that. But, you know, you talked about, you know, if I have a list of 500 people, and they all bought my product at a discount that I could roll out my next product and then ask them to review it. And you said that Amazon won't allow that because they're going to say that it's like a loyalty thing to the brand. And that's not true at all. Okay. If I have a product and I have a customer that buys all my products, Amazon's cool with that. They don't care about that. Okay. They don't look at it like that at all. So, um, and at least that's, that's what I know, okay? Uh, because Amazon's not looking at it at the point of like, okay, someone bought, like if you have a customer that buys three of your products and they love them and they leave a review on each of those products, they can do that. Now, if they bought your product three times of the same product, they can't leave three reviews. That's absolutely correct, okay? They can't leave three different reviews. They would just get credit for the one review and that's it, right? So, but understand that there's so much power in having even that small email list of 500 people or even 300 people and then letting them know when your next product is released, they're going to get a discount. Or the other thing you can do with that 500 emails is you can ask them, hey, we're making some improvements to our product. What would you like us to include or what would you like us to do differently or what what can we do better in the future to help you know our customers? Like reaching out and getting that feedback from 500 people. Now, some people are, are, are you know thinking to themselves, well, 500 people, that's not that many on an email list. I want you to put 500 people in a room and see how that feels. It's a lot of people, all right? 200 people, 100 people. Put those people in a room. I was just at a volleyball thing with my daughter, right? She's doing this volleyball thing on the weekends. And there was like 35 kids in this one area that they were doing the, you know, doing the coaching and, and kind of like the drills and stuff. And I was looking at them like, it looks kind of crowded in there, you know, for, for volleyball. And then I got thinking, I did think of it. I said, people don't realize when people are in a room, how it can fill up so fast, but when they talk about email addresses, they don't think of it that way, right? You have to think about it. They're people, okay? Not just the number. And when you communicate with those people, they can give you a couple of different things. They can give you a sale. They can tell people about your product, okay? And they can help you build better products and be loyal customers. So whether you have one product right now or 10 products, I think you should be building an email list like as, as soon as you can, Okay, period. Now, let's talk quickly about your Facebook ad that you ran. And I'm not quite sure what you ran it to. I didn't, I don't know if you ran it as like uh, maybe 10% off or 25% off. If you did that, you're probably not gonna get as high a conversions. If you do something like 50% off or 75% off or or even like regular price $29.97 for a limited time, you're able to get this for $2.95 or something like that because we're doing uh, some research and we wanna make sure that, uh, or we're doing a beta, uh, a beta launch of the product so we can get feedback from our customers before we release it to the public, something like that, right? Like you can do all that stuff 
okay, and get people to get into uh, your, uh, your, your email list by, by offering them something compelling. It has to be really compelling. And I say at least 50% off if you're running a Facebook ad, especially if you're trying to build that email list so then you can offer them more things in the future. Now, if you have a product that's consumable or that could be purchased again and again and again, well, again, going back to, well, what if they only buy one? What if what if you can get that person to come back in 60 days and buy another one? Or maybe it's a gift item and then you can remind them uh, that there's a holiday coming up and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I should buy one of those things that I already bought that I love and I'll buy one for my sister or my brother or my nephew, right? So understand, a lot of people don't understand this, so you're not alone, but understand there's so much power that comes uh, with an email or, or an email address n- rather than just saying like, how do I benefit now? And, and, and from what you were saying, like, and, and it's totally normal, okay? And anyone else out there that's thinking this, it's totally normal. Like, I spend a dollar today, how do I get that dollar back like instantly? And we would all love to be able to do that. And there's some different ways that you can do that, which we'll, we'll talk about later in the future. But right now, just understand that if you spend a dollar to get that email address or even $5 to get that email address, it's powerful because in the future, we know that those people are our are, are target audience, right? They're our, our customer. So we could then have them help us by either buying more product in the future or by helping us uh, buy it at a discount. So this way here, it spikes the algorithm in, in Amazon or they can tell friends or they can buy gifts, right? It's all of those things. Um, so that's that, okay? Again, I'm looking at my notes here. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention on your, your Facebook ad stuff is you, you said that you had 18 clicks, okay? Now, typically, okay, on, on anything that I've ever done, whether it's physical products, whether it's digital products, generally, if you get a 20 to a 30% opt-in rate, that is good, all right? So you got 18 clicks. My, my question there would be, okay, you got 18 clicks, okay, we need to get at least 100 clicks. And if we get 100 clicks, then we can measure, right? So you only got 18 clicks. Well, if you're at 20%, you know, well, what's, what's that really equate to? Okay, not much. So you need more traffic. So that means you might have to expand out your audience, okay? And again, like I said, I, I don't think that you that you reached enough people to even say that your your thing worked or didn't work. If you got 18 clicks, not enough clicks in my book. I think you got to get at least 100. That means 100 people actually clicked on it, went to your landing page and then from there decided to you know either opt in for the thing or or not opt in. The other thing is you have you had 18 clicks. My 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 next question to you would would be like what was the offer? Like what were you giving them in exchange for their email address? Was it 10% off? Who cares, right? I'm not going to give you my email address for 10% off. 50% off? Yeah, might give you my email address for that, right? So the offer has a lot to do with your conversion on that part as well. The other thing you wanted to know was about like what do you use to capture that email? Uh well, there's a couple of different things to keep it really really basic. Um, I would use something like lead pages. Again, guys, I have the resources on my resources page. If you guys want to know about email, uh, like capture uh, pages or uh, what service to use, uh, like MailChimp or Aweber, um, I've got those on there as far as for email collection. Um, so I would use lead pages. That's a really out of the box, easy to use, and then connects to an Aweber or a MailChimp, and then you're off to the races. Um, and that's how I would do that. 
Um, the other thing that I wanted to just kind of throw out here, and this is a little bit more advanced, is really about how you could take those 500 emails and turn them into a couple hundred thousand emails that you could have access to. Let me explain. If you have 500 emails, you can upload those into a Facebook ad campaign or and not even a campaign, up into your Facebook ads manager. And then what what uh, Facebook will do is they will go out and they'll try to match those 500, okay, emails. And they might only find 400, but those 400 emails are the people that already opted in. What that's doing is it's finding those people and adding them to a targeted list inside of your Facebook ads uh, campaign or your, your uh, ad manager. That's what I'm trying to say here, (laughs) all right? So then what you can do is you can then go out and retarget those 400 people or 500 people, however many people it found from your 500 emails. So you see, you can still use them. Yes, you're gonna pay a little bit of money to, to reach them, but we already know that they're customers because they purchased through that email or they opted in, right? The other thing now you, that you can do, now that we have those people that on, on our, uh, it's, they, they call it a custom audience. When you, when you have them on this custom audience, now what I can do is I can say, okay, there's 400 people. Uh, Facebook, I want you to go out now and find a lookalike audience or create a lookalike audience that looks like these 400 people with similar profiles, similar uh, spending uh, traits, uh, different things that they follow. And they're going to go out and find people that are like those 500 or those 400 people from from that list. And then from there, you can reach 200,000, 300,000, sometimes a million or more, right? And that's where you can really start to scale this thing and then start targeting people that are your ideal customer, all right? So you guys can see, I can go on and on and on about this stuff. And actually, we are going to be going on about this stuff at our live event in uh, Phoenix, Arizona on November 6th. Number uh, November 5th is going to be um, our TAS Breakthrough Live event where we're gonna be taking 10 hot seats. You guys heard me talk about that with 20 other attendees, and that's where we're gonna break through some of these obstacles that they're facing in their business. But day two is going to be stuff like this, retargeting, building that custom audience, and then creating a sales funnel, a lead magnet to get people in from one place to the other to get that opt-in, to get that email address, and how to communicate with them all of that stuff. So you guys can see I'm pretty passionate about this stuff because I believe that this here is long-term growth. This is where you can definitely grow your business outside of Amazon, and this is an asset you'll always, always have. You'll always have that email address. And it's more than just the email, okay? Because that email, as you've seen right there, you're able to take that email and then use it inside of Facebook in your Facebook ad manager where it can go out and find people that are like those people that already opted in. It's pretty crazy and it's pretty awesome. All right, so hopefully that answered your questions. Again, I could talk about this stuff for days. Love it um, because it's so powerful and I think that that's where uh, we should be going. I think that's where we should be heading. Yes, Amazon is awesome and yes, we are going to be selling on Amazon, but it's just one channel and if we can build our own channel. We're that much more secure in our business. All right. So guys, that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. Again, if you want to know more about the live event that we're going to be doing November 5th and 6th, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash live. And uh, you can see all the details there and you can just hop on the wait list. If it's already sold out, Get on the wait list and uh, you'll be notified if there's any cancellations or you'll be updated when we do another one in the future, all right? And uh, maybe you can attend there. 
Last thing, remind you about the show notes to this episode. You can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 262, and you can get all the show notes, the transcripts there, and all the links that we talked about will be there as well. And like I said, if there was anything that you needed more information as far as tools and stuff that I'm using for this type of stuff, head over to the resources page, and that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. All right, guys, this has been awesome. Oh, wait a minute. One more last thing. If you guys want to ask a question on an upcoming show, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and uh, leave your first name and where you're tuning in from maybe and a brief question and uh, I'll do my best to air it here on an upcoming Ask Scott session. All right, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. I am so fired up today. Can you guys tell? Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.